and welcome to The Animated Journey, a podcast featuring interviews with animation professionals working in television, film, and games. I'm your host, Angela Ensminger. And I'm Jeff Schutze. And we're back from our summer hiatus. Woo! Woo! So excited to be back. So good to see you again, Jeff. So good to see you, too. It's yeah. been, like, too long. I know. It's, yeah. been, it's been a minute. So. Yeah, and I miss this, you know? Yeah. I miss the podcast. I miss hanging with you, doing this stuff. And, yeah, so good to be back. This is good. And we have a very special episode today because today's episode is all about Jeff Schutze. Yay! Yay! All about Jeff. Because, <laughs> Jeff, this year you had your first in-house animation studio job and not just a job you were a storyboard artist on season six of bojack horseman yes which is amazing because that show is great and your work is great and we were so excited like you and me and all of our friends were so excited when we got this job so that is what today's episode is about it's about your journey to becoming nice. a full-time board artist and for those of you who've been with the show for a while you know that previously we interviewed jeff on episode 43 so oh my i know wow i know right really yeah that was a long time ago. i know i know <laughs> wow. that's more than half yeah. of episodes since then. I can't believe that. I know, right? It's insane. It's pretty great. So if you want to hear the entire backstory of yeah. Jeff's journey, I encourage all of you to download and listen to episode 43. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back <laughs> and be like, oh, this poor, naive, young soul. Oh, no. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's getting into. <laughs> no, I just want to see like what, you know, it'll be interesting to see the perspective I had back then mm-hmm. as opposed to now. As I don't opposed know. to now, yeah. Maybe it's the same. I yeah. Don't. <laughs> You'll be looking at baby Jeff going, oh, I learned so much. <laughs> Let me help you. Let me help you. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted, I do want to talk about this a little bit because this will help provide context for the listeners and also because it's just fun. So you started off your career as an actor. So you've been in commercials, you've been in television shows, you've been in movies, you've written an ostrich, all kinds of stuff. It's it's pretty wild. And I was wondering, because I don't know how, I don't know if we ever got to this like super deeply in episode 43, but I was very curious to find out how you decided that you wanted to be a storyboard artist in particular? Because I know that you also did multimedia. You've done a lot of editing. You know, you edit for this show. You've done a lot of video editing. You've done a lot of character design. What was it that made you decide, you know what? Board artist, that's the focus that I want to pursue. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's because... With storyboarding, I can control the character. And there's so many times that I've been boarding or animating or whatever, whether it was on BoJack or some of my freelance stuff, that my acting background completely helped. Because, you know, a lot of what you learn in acting is, you know, reacting and how you feel, how the person you're talking to feels, all this stuff that's already in my head from my acting experience that I can now bring into these animated characters. It's so great. Like on BoJack, a lot of people, I don't know if they, how they feel about animating a scene where it's just two people talking, you know, or two animals talking, (laughs) animal person, whatever. But I love those scenes because I love just filling in all those little nuances and stuff like the stuff between the words and, you know, how the person is watching and taking in the information i love it and i know that comes from my acting background so i think it was the most natural thing for me to go into from acting as far as like the animation industry goes so yeah it was a really easy kind of transition for me how meta is it that you're an actor storyboarding about a show about an actor it's super meta. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, where am I? Am I in a TV show like right now? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, yeah, that's what was so great about BoJack being kind of my first big gig too, professional studio gig, was that I knew, I mean, 
already being a fan of the show, but also I know the whole, you know, Hollywood industry and what it's like for actors and what it's like to be in that whole thing and all the neuroses (laughs) (laughs) stuff you go through to try and make it in that business. And so, yeah, it was very meta, but very, again, it was very comfortable where I was just like, yeah, I know these characters. I know what they're going through. I know what they're feeling and how they would emote. So yeah, it was great. That's very good. Mm -hmm. So let's then talk about transitioning from you decide I'm going to be a board artist to getting on the show. What were some of the steps that you took to beef up your skills and to become somebody that, you know, Shadow Machine would look at what you're doing and go, this guy, we need to hire this guy for our show. You know, I thought about that so many times, (laughs) like, why me? You know, when I was going through, do I deserve this? Like, how did I get on the show? All this stuff. I was like, why me? And how can I help other people as well to get to that position? And I think it's just doing everything you can to hone your skills. Like, it wasn't just one thing. It was, I had a webcomic since, what was it, 2007? And just writing those jokes and drawing every day and creating these characters. And then it was, you know, you and I went to the loop-de-loop and like, I did a little animated loop-de-loop where I met Mike Hollingsworth, who, you know, is a supervising director on BoJack. So that helped it in the interview, me saying like, hey, we met before, you know, I went to loop-de-loop, blah, blah, blah. And it's me doing all the freelance work I did with Glamour Magazine and College Humor and Rooster Teeth, doing all these things where I was doing everything in the pipeline, where I'm doing the editing, the animation, the storyboards, all that stuff was really helpful in getting this job because I think it all came together with BoJack where I could just be like, yeah, I did this, 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 I met you. I, uh, you know, I have this stuff you can look at online. I was doing this web comic, you know, it's just this whole thing. I think, you know, instead of just kind of, oh, pointing to one thing, I just think, the more things you can do, the better. That's cool. And that's mm-hmm. good to know that everything you do can come together to that pivotal point mm-hmm. and nothing is wasted. Yeah. You know, it's like no experience is wasted. Every experience can help you get to an end point or an end goal. Right. But it's also one of those things where it's like, would I recommend that path to, you know, I can't even really describe the path because there's so many other things that went into it you know taking a course with chris wimberly the storyboarding thing you know hanging out with you and like meeting other people doing the podcast it's just how do you explain to someone you know it's just do as much as you can absorb every experience and then bring that to the interview bring that to your test just bring everything good point good point so let's talk about the test how did you find out about the job how did you get the test? I think it might have been Mike Hollingsworth. I think I was following his Twitter or Instagram. And he had just Instagrammed out that they were looking for board artists. And, you know, to submit for a test, some email or something. So I emailed them. It took a while. I think it took a few weeks before they got back to me. And then I was like, yes, I'd love a test. And they sent me the test. And it was in Flash. That's another thing. I have so much experience in Flash, which some people, you know, they're onto Storyboard Pro, which I'm trying to beef up my skills on that just because I did do a lot of work in Storyboard Pro, but not like Flash. Like Flash, I've been working on for over a decade since it was Macromedia, whatever, <laughs> before Adobe. I remember it. that. Yeah, now yeah. it's Adobe Animate. Yeah. It's, like it's gone through so many iterations of things. Back before it was like, oh, you can use this for animation? Yeah. Oh, you can use this for board? Sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that was another just, whether it's luck or preparation or both, it's just I had these skills. And so, yeah. I'm glad that yeah. you mentioned social media. Because here's the thing that some of our listeners know this but some of you out there may not a lot of times you don't necessarily find out about the jobs from company websites a lot of times you find out about the jobs from individual people because this is not the first time that i've seen or that i've heard of people just putting it out on twitter putting it out on instagram 
people will just say, hey, we need a board artist. We need a background designer. We need a color stylist for a month, two months, a year, this new show, this unannounced thing. And you're only going to know if you're on those platforms and you're paying attention and following people. Find people and follow them. Yeah. And like when an opportunity comes up, don't wait. Oh yeah, no, never, yeah. never wait. Cause that's another thing. You know, people think, oh, I just saw this job post. So I'm going to do a portfolio and turn it in in two weeks. No, if you, the job's already gone. Yeah. They've already interviewed everyone. Mm-hmm. You have already missed out. Like as soon as you see it that day, mm-hmm. whatever state it's in, send out your resume and cover letter and portfolio at that moment. And if you know someone at the company say, and I was referred by this person. Make sure they know. Don't just put their name down. Like, make sure they've been informed. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have put that. Hey, you know, Midnight Collingsworth or something. Yeah. Yeah. Loop to loop. I don't know. Which is smart because then they know, oh, there's a connection point there. Mm -hmm. We've met this person because then it's not, you know, it's not uncommon for these places to get hundreds, if not thousands of applications. Oh, yeah. So that, you know, it's kind of like, a needle and a stack of needles. Mm-hmm. So if you can say, hey, this is how we've met. I know you before. It's like, oh, I remember this person. Yes, mm-hmm. let's bring them in because I actually know who this is. Yeah. As opposed to, who's this? I don't know. Okay. Bottom of stack. Yeah, totally. And even if they don't exactly remember you, they might remember you the next time or mm-hmm. at the interview or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, you were the guy that said that we met at whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, just trying to find those points of things that they attach to or whatever, mm-hmm. where they can identify you and remember you as well. Yeah. 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 And that's a good thing because people like working with people they've met and they know because they have a sense of who you are. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, like in the interview, they're kind of sussing out, hey, I might have to be in a room yeah. with this person for 14 hours. Oh, yeah. Will that be an enjoyable experience? Or will it be terrible? Hopefully it'll be a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. super important. And that's funny because it's the same thing in the acting industry is that you are a lot of the audition process is the casting directors kind of looking at you and being can i put this person in the same room with the director for weeks months whatever and they will perform and be cool if you come in and act like a crazy person they know that (laughs) it's not going to work but You know, so when you do go in for an interview in the animation industry, it's like, be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. So let's talk about the interview. How was that? It was really cool. Like, I thought it went so well. I met Mike. I met Eric. I met Sean. It, it was three people, and it was just in this small room, and... I had all these things I wanted to bring up. You know, I wanted to make sure I brought up my webcomic and working for all these companies and all this stuff and how I met Mike. And a couple things I was able to put in, but otherwise it was, I wanted to be relaxed and chill. And so I think I was just trying to connect with them after a while where I was like, I can tell they aren't looking for my resume. They're looking to see, cause they've already, they already have my test. They already know what my skills are. So now that they're bringing me in, I think it's to see, like we are just talking about, if I can be chill in this among all these other people. Mm -hmm. So I just tried to be calm and connect with them and just kind of have a few laughs and whatever. And it went so well. And then, you know, I left thinking, oh, that went so well. Like I totally got the job. And then it was weeks, like weeks went by where I didn't hear anything. And I actually started, you know, money was starting to get tight and my freelance had started to dry up by this point. So I started looking at retail jobs around my area and I actually started talking to people at the Apple store in the Beverly Center. And it was like right when I was about to get that job like full time on the floor, whatever, I heard back from Shadow Machine and they were like, hey, do you want to start in like a week? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, hmm, okay, Apple Store, (laughs) Shadow Machine. So I was like, yes, I'm in, you know, whatever. So 
who knows what would have happened. I might have been a retail person now. But still, you know, working toward getting mm-hmm. into the industry. But yeah, it was just this, the timing was so perfect. Because I was like running out of options. I needed work. You know, you just, you've got to find that money. And yeah, they called me in. And then a week later or whatever, I was working at Shadow Machine. Working on BoJack, drawing <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter and Princess Caroline and BoJack. And just going like, God, my life just changed. <laughs> in that one email, within a week, I'm in the industry doing what I always wanted to do. It was insane. It was kind of this weird mind craziness, you know, where I just had to like get it under control. So cool. Yeah. And I want to, I want to talk about this because you mentioned it a little bit, but I feel like it's very important. You were willing to take the kind of jobs that you needed to take Mm -hmm. in order to keep yourself afloat. Yeah. And that's very important because a lot of times especially artists, but really I think it might just be everybody at this point because life is hard. And sometimes people get into this mindset of, I can only apply for the job that I really want, or I'm only going to do this and nothing else is good enough. If you need to pay your rent and you need to buy food, you do what you need to do. And I really think it's cool that you're like, I am not above retail. I am not above the Apple store. And I've done the same thing. Like I used to work at the Apple store. It's like, hey, Mm -hmm. man, I'm paying my rent. So good for you, you know? You really have to do what you got to do. Like, Mm -hmm. don't think that, oh, you know, that's beneath me or whatever. You, whatever you have to do to bring in money while you're doing tests, while you're beefing up your portfolio, while you're beefing up your skills, taking classes, do what you got to do. There's no shame in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. So, guys, do your thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, now you're there. Yeah. And now you're working on there. Mm -hmm. And now you're looking around going, this is my life now. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. So, exciting, scary, weird, all of that mixed up into one big soup. All of that stuff. Yeah. But mostly scary. Yeah, I mean, I had a hard time at first. I mean, we went to lunch and I had to talk to you about it, you know, and you were very, so reassuring to me, like, you wouldn't be there if you didn't deserve to be there, which I eternally appreciate, because it really did help, help me figure my stuff out when I was there. But it did definitely, it was so scary when I first got there, because I was like, do I deserve to be here? And how did I get here? And all this stuff and everything's happening so fast and things are being thrown at me that since it was my first gig, I didn't know how to do everything correctly. But the people at Shadow Machine and the directors, Amy and Adam and Molly, they're so cool that they weren't like, oh, this kid doesn't know what he's doing. Get rid of him. They were willing to help me. I remember... When I first started boarding a scene in Flash and with BoJack, they keep most of the poses in one symbol and then they just call to the poses. You know, you draw everything within that symbol and then you call to that pose while you're doing it. And I was just drawing the pose like on, you know, like a single symbol for each pose I was drawing. And Amy was just like, you know, you don't need to do that. (laughs) Just put them all in the same thing and then call to it. And then, you know, if you need to reuse that one, it's going to be way easier later. And so, yeah, she was super cool and she didn't have to be, you know, and didn't make me feel stupid or like, what are you doing? Yeah, they were all like that. They were all super helpful. And most of it was in my own head where I'm just like, am I doing this fast enough? Am I good enough? Am I? It was just so much to take in. And it took me a couple months before I was relaxed, where I could go into work and not feel not good enough, where I could go into work and be like, hey, I'm just going to do my job. It's going to be awesome because it's BoJack. I love everyone I work with. All the other board artists, we made such a bond. It's so weird because (laughs) it's like if you've ever done theater or, you know, in high school or after, whenever, and you're with the same people putting on a show you form this tight bond and then when it's over or whatever you just feel this hole like oh man that was amazing and now my life is going to be different that's what it was like working on that show everyone was so cool the studio was so cool 
the directors so it was just an amazing experience yeah that's really good and i'm, I'm glad to hear that it calmed down you know because yeah. that that's hard it's hard mm. it's hard whether it's your first job it's hard no matter what show you go on because you're just kind of like okay everyone else because there's always this feeling of everyone else knows the secret password the secret code the secret whatever they're all in on it Mm-hmm. I'm the new kid coming in, and I don't know. And one mistake is going to be like, oh, mistake. Yeah. Oh, why are you still here? Oh, get out. We fired you last week. You're like, ah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't completely go away while I was working there. Every so often, I would have that kind of anxiety. Like, oh, am I taking too long? Whatever. Am I good enough? I think one of the things that really helped me was, besides talking to friends, was and talking to other board artists and whatever, was they hired someone new a few months after I started there that worked right next to me. And he was doing the same mistakes I was doing. And then I was helping him like, oh yeah, you just do this, 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 you know, go into that, whatever. And I was like, that wasn't even that big a deal. Like no one's looking at him. I'm not looking at him like he's a doofus. Like it's just, you need to learn. I'm sure it's with every studio you go into, you just have to learn how they work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I am freaking out over nothing (laughs) or something very minuscule, you know, so, yeah. You don't know that until you're there. Mm -hmm. Until you're there and you've been working on it and people help you out. It's just, everyone's looking at me. It's like, no, no, no one's looking at you at all. They're all looking at their own stuff. Yeah. Actually, they're looking at their own stuff wondering, is anybody looking at me? (laughs) Everybody's thinking the same thing. Meanwhile, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. That's the way it is. Everyone's worried about their own things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, it's not bad or wrong to be nervous about it, to be anxious about it. But don't let it get in the way of the work and know that it's normal. And I think me worrying about, am I too slow? Am I not good? Are these drawings not clean enough? Are they too loose? You know, whatever. It helps you become a better artist because I did try and improve my speed now i'm so much faster now i want to get back to like jeff while drawing web comics and stuff because i'm so much faster you're just now. blaze through yeah. the entire thing you have a whole nother totally. volume done by christmas yeah. <laughs> absolutely and you know and i got cleaner and better and my posing is everything just got better so yeah it happens so i was wondering as well what were your expectations of how working in-house would be and working on this type of show versus how it actually was. Since you've spent a lot of your time doing freelance, how was that adjustment going from, I can wake up at the time I need to, I can go to the doctor or the dentist or the grocery store, I can stay up till four in the morning, to I have this much time at this place and then it's done. Like, how did you adjust? It was an easy adjustment because the structure was so nice. I mean, you know, when you're doing freelance work, your schedule is so open that you can, and plus the clients always want it the next day or some unreasonable, you know, (laughs) deadline where I was working till like four in the morning sometime and then waking up at six, seven a.m. and then work, you know, I know we tell people not to do that to take care of themselves, but sometimes it just, yeah, I had to do it. Where this, especially when I first started working there and I was like, oh, I'm behind, I need to do all this stuff. I would get there early and then be the last to leave. And I remember some of the directors would come by and be like, don't burn yourself out. Like you need to go home. Don't, you know, (laughs) don't be staying here. So I like that because I'm one of those people that will just work, 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 work until I drop, which is not good. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I like the structure and I liked being around other people, which is kind of funny because I'm not like super social or whatever, but working alone in my apartment, (laughs) you know, just me and my Cintiq or whatever, you do start to turn into a hermit and start like to be a weird person. (laughs) Grow out your hair, fingernails grow, you basically become Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where this, 
you know, oh yeah, this is what it's like to be hanging with people all the time and being in the world and going out to lunch with people and, and being a normal. Yes, yeah, seeing the sun. <laughs> Actually, you know, my skin is probably three shades darker now. <laughs> Just being out and about, you know. It's like, oh, vitamin D. Yeah, you. I'm not like the sickly golem cave creature anymore. <laughs> I'm like a functioning you know like social being like it really it changed my brain patterns you know so yeah i need to make sure you know <laughs> now i'm looking for work again because you know we wrapped on bojack season six that i don't turn into that you know <laughs> yeah maybe you should rent out a, a we work space because i i hear about people doing this rather than working from home they'll mm-hmm. rent out an office so that they have to get up, yeah. they have to shower, they have to get dressed, they have to go outside mm-hmm. to their bike or their car or the train. They gotta go to this other office. There's other people there, not necessarily working on the same things, but there's at least other humans. There's coffee and bagels <laughs> and interaction and they go home and it's like, ah, okay. Yeah, no, I've thought about doing that when I was full-time into the webcomic. I thought about getting a few of my buddies together and just like, let's rent an office space. but. There just wasn't enough money between yeah. all of us that's to un- do it, but yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a it's a budgetary thing. Uh-huh. But if you can, but if you can't do it, it's do. so important to yeah. be social and be mm-hmm. around other people because I feel like a lot of artists we're the same where we can just be solo and just be into the work and not mm-hmm. take breaks and not get out and hang out with friends, but it's yeah. so important. And then you realize, oh, I've spent 27 hours yeah. just doing this over the past two days and I've yeah. spoken to no one. And I'm growing roots and I've stuck <laughs> to my chair because I haven't <laughs> shaved or showered. Oh, and, man. Have you seen, yeah. um, you see the Invader Zim movie on no, Netflix? I haven't seen it yet. There's this, okay, you just mentioned stuck to your chair. Oh, Watch yeah. the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was something I was wondering about because I've, I've never been full-time freelance. All the freelance I've ever had has been while I was also working full-time. So mm-hmm. I was very interested in hearing the, is, did you like it better? Did you, it's about the same, the differences. So it sounds like it was a very good, healthy change. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, that's the way with other people, but uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Recommended. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. So. I also wanted to ask, and I know that this is, I'm assuming this is still an ongoing thing. So I know we probably can't talk like super, super detailed about it, but while you were working on the show, the show unionized while you were on it, right in the middle of it, all of this happened. And this wasn't, this was not just animation news. This was national news. Places like the LA Times and national news outlets are reporting on BoJack Horseman unionizing, the artists unionizing, Paula Tompkins and multiple famous people, you know, are like Uh saying, we stand by the artists. If you're able to talk about that at all, what was that like being right in the center of this as it was going on? It was crazy. I mean, I feel so fortunate that I was working on BoJack at this time because I felt like I got so much experience of the animation industry as a whole compressed, like years of experience compressed into whatever, seven, eight months that I was working there. Because yeah, this whole union thing Kind of, I. they must have been working on it before I got there, but it all came to a head when I was there, where, oh, and it was so, I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but I, you know, I was so conflicted because this was my chance. This is my first big break in the industry, but I want the union benefits. I can see how it's beneficial to artists, and I, th- you know, really thought, and still do, that Bojack should be unionized and the artist should be in the union and get paid and all that stuff. But they're asking us to do lunchtime walkouts and these demonstrations and go to meetings and all this stuff. So it was very, I was very conflicted about it. But in the end, I did do the lunchtime walkouts. We never had to strike or anything. 
and the you know they came to an agreement with the union the studio and all that stuff but it was very interesting i myself you know there were other representatives in the office other board artists and people that were going to the union and talking to them and then talking to the other side you know the lawyers on the other side and all this stuff so they would have way more perspective than i do but yeah it was something and then they came to the agreement and it was backdated to january when i started luckily so that all those hours that i worked counted toward being in the union and toward healthcare, all this, it was great. So I not only became union, but I had enough hours for the benefits and stuff too, and starting to put benefits away for pension, all that stuff. So it was great, but it was a very stressful time and it did take a toll on, I'm sure the studio and the artists and everything. It was very stressful, but I think it all turned out well in the end. Yeah, because I remember, like, even before they announced all this, we were just like, oh, wow. All these things are are happening. And I remember we even had an episode where we were like, so things are happening. We can't discuss it at all because it is an ongoing current negotiation. Yeah. We will let y'all know if we can. Question mark. Moving on, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was something I was very uncomfortable. Even now, I'm, you know, yeah. a little uncomfortable t- talking about just because I don't know all the details. So I don't want to say anything that could be misrepresented or whatever. But, and other people, you know, were way yeah. more into it than I was. And read those articles. Because yeah. those articles are online. You can check them out. Seriously. Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline, LA yeah. Times. Like, my mom asked me yeah. about, it, like, is everything okay? And, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was getting Facebook messages from my buddies from high school that I was like, I didn't even know you knew that, you know, this <laughs> stuff would be going on. So, yeah, it was big news for a while. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it all turned out okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I do recommend, you know, if you can be on a union show, be on a union show. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helps with uh, negotiating pay as well as benefits so yeah it can be a very good thing and hours too it helps curb working really crazy outrageous hours as we've talked with uh jake hollander talking about that Mm -hmm. so yeah cool yeah and overtime and vacation and all that stuff Mm -hmm. it's great it's nice to have overtime Mm -hmm. and vacation yeah (laughs) those are those are lovely things (laughs) that people fought fought very hard for Mm -hmm. yeah and you mentioned i wanted to ask you too because you mentioned you know people messaging you on facebook how often were people, even not even counting union stuff, but were people just like, oh my gosh, Bojack, can I get a job? Like, how, what was that? Like, no. Were you getting a lot of that or were you mainly getting a lot of, oh my gosh, this is great, congrats, Jeff? Definitely mostly just, oh, this is amazing, this is great, yeah. like, so happy for you. Just maybe a couple people were like, hey, if you can do anything for me, you know, <laughs> like... And it's funny because I have a lot of actor friends. I had a couple actor friends being like, hey, like, if I can do a voice on the show, let me know. And it's just, I have nothing to do with casting, (laughs) you know, the voice. If I can get friends in, I would, but I have nothing to do with that. You know, I can't even really put in a good word because the people would be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, especially because they're getting, you know, all these celebrity voices doing even minor characters and it's like hey can you put my friend in yeah because <laughs> you know? i would love to do a voice that would be awesome yeah you it's know it's like hey guys no. i'm sag after yeah over here <laughs> that was another crazy thing we have like union actors you know sag the writers guild you know the writers are union and then us artists were not union so but now we are now you are mm-hmm so while you were there, did you get to go to any of the writers' room meetings or the records or like table reads or was it more like how is the show structured? Because I know like depending on the show, like sometimes yeah, if you want to sit in, they allow you to sit in. Other shows, it's like nope, clear cut divisions. How was it for your show? They were super cool about it. Sean Gilroy always tried to get us into. He wanted to make sure that the board artists and I'm sure other people within the studio got to sit in at least once to the table read, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. I mean, they didn't always have the actors, you know, but for the most part, they had 
like uh, the couple that I got to sit down on, we had most of the actors that did the roles, except I don't think we had Aaron Paul, the ones I said. But yeah, it was, I mean, I loved it because it was so much energy and it just watching these actors work, it's magical. You know, they would be getting huge laughs just right from the first read. It was amazing. And, you know, you'd just be getting ideas for poses and angles and like, you know, shots to board and stuff when you're in there. It's just like electric. It was super cool. I'm so glad I got to sit in on some of that. But for the most part, at least where I was sitting as a storyboard artist, like I didn't get to interact with the writers or anything like that. But yeah, they did want us to see kind of the process. So that Mm -hmm. was cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk about the boarding itself. So now that you've worked on a show, what are some things that you've learned about storyboarding where now you're going, ah, okay, now I understand what they mean with this or why this tested well as opposed to this test maybe not going as well. And what are some takeaways you have now for your next gig? Now for tests going forward, I would not stress out as much about how clean it looks or making it look exactly like the show. And I know some some studios do like that, that that is very important to them that it looks exactly like it. But say like on BoJack, it was more important that we got the emotion and the poses and the acting and the shots, the camera choices, all that stuff right, even in the test. Because I asked Mike Hollingsworth, we had a little meeting after I was hired and he told me what he liked about my test. And he liked that, you know, I actually animated the reactions of the other, you know, not just the main characters, but people in the background and like people that they're talking to and all this stuff. And so for BoJack and probably Shadow Machine in general, it was more important that we board that kind of thing, the acting, the shots, all that stuff. And not as much, they didn't care if I, it was super clean and looked exactly like the show. So going forward, I think my boards are going to be much looser on tests. And if they want it cleaned up or whatever, then I'm sure they'll let me know. Or if it's something like, hey, you need to make this super clean. Because I've heard that for like Family Guy or whatever. They like it super clean, super on model, everything. But just seeing other people's tests too, I love seeing that the emotion and the looseness of the the work coming in for the boards rather than, oh, this looks really just exactly, you know, the models look exactly like the show, but they don't have the emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have that acting. They don't have the right shots. But they're cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just be, you know, doing a cut and paste with Photoshop or something. You know, make sure you get that, all that acting through. I think that's way more important than making it look exactly like the characters. But that's my opinion. I'm sure other studios, they might want something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just know what you're doing before you start, yeah. I think, is the, mm-hmm. is the takeaway for that. Did you ask them before, like when you got your test, did you ask them, hey, can you, can I see other, did they show you other boards? You know, did they give you a sample of boards to look at or did they tell you, we want this to be super clean and tight, or we want this to be loose. Did they give you any kind of instruction, or was it more of, here's a test, do what you will with it? Yeah, it was more, here you go, here's some backgrounds, here's an audio file, we want it in Flash, we want to see your organization uh, within the Flash file. Like, you aren't just submitting a Swift, you're submitting a Flash document so that they can see how you made the layers, how you organized everything, and go to town. (laughs) (laughs) But I did Google. I was like, I want to see what other people are doing. I wanted to see boards from BoJack to Mm -hmm. see what the actual board artists were doing and couldn't really find a lot. I could see other people's tests. I found a couple tests. So for the most part, I just did what I thought would work. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, it worked out. So, yeah. But I think trying to find what they look like for the show like actual boards from the show helps so i would suggest looking online and seeing if you can find other boards and all that stuff and try and get close to what they're doing but also bring your own flair to it yeah 
just to say, you know, I worked with, there were like maybe eight other board artists in our little pod around me. I swear we all have different looking boards, all have different ways of what we're communicating on the boards, all that stuff. So I don't think they are looking for everyone to be a carbon copy mm-hmm. at studios, at least not at Shadow Machine. Yeah, I would say that's the same with our show too. And it's it's actually really fun because I can look at a board and I know who did it yeah. without looking at the name just because it's like your handwriting. Everybody's drawing is like their handwriting. And so you can tell, oh, this is this person's. This is this person because everyone has, even though they're all working on the same show, they have their own sense of humor and their own style and it all fits. It all fits within the framework, but mm-hmm. it's it's fun though. I think it's what makes it interesting. Yeah. It's what makes the episodes interesting. Absolutely. I've talked to other people too about testing and they recommended if they don't give you a board, you know, right away, just ask them. Just always say, hey, do you have a board that I can reference hmm. for this to get an idea of what the show is? And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Like if it's a brand new show, they might not have that. You know, sometimes they can give you the audio file. Sometimes they don't have it. Sometimes they can give you character. You know, they give you what they have, but it never hurts to ask. Yeah. You'll get a better idea of this is what this is. But I like your approach too. It's like, okay, or I can just look. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just look and see what's out there. Yeah. No, but that's great advice to mm-hmm. ask because, yeah, they don't mind you asking. No. I, I used to be so afraid to ask questions, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm bothering them. They're cool. They're fine with you asking for board. If they don't have them, then they don't have them. But if they have something to show you, mm-hmm. they'll give it to you. I didn't ask when it turns like, can I turn it in on this day? Is that fine? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, cool. Yeah. You know? Cause, like, oh, okay. Yeah, because I guess you get in the mode of, I don't know, it's this weird, if I ask, then they'll know that I asked a question. And they'll be like, well, that's a check mark against this. Yeah. Like, well, no, <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's the fear. But yeah. Yeah. Unwarranted. Definitely. Mm-hmm. They want to help you. They want to find someone who will work for that show, you know, that yeah. will that fits with that show. They're looking mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And having been on the other side, having hired people, we want to find someone because then we don't have to look anymore. Mm-hmm. When you come in, our hope is that you're great so that we can stop because we have a stack and we're like, oh, I hope this is great. We don't have to interview anybody else. We don't mm-hmm. have to talk to anybody else. It's like, finally, we're done. Yeah. So we're rooting for you to be amazing so that we can go back to our jobs and bring you in and you can do your <laughs> yeah. job and we can all just hang out and it's great. Yeah, yeah. And all within reason, too. Yeah. Like, don't submit your tests and then, you know, an hour later, hey, wait, <laughs> what do you think of the test? You know, when am I going to hear back? You know, But you can't ask when them. to hear back. Yeah. I, I, I've done that where I've just said, hey, you know, here's mm-hmm. my test. And, you know, you can just say, do you have an idea of when you're letting people know? Mm-hmm. You know, that way you know, okay, if it's not for a month, I don't have to panic tomorrow or next week. They said a month. And then if you don't hear back in a month, then you can pull up and be like, hey, how are you? How's it going? Just wanted to see how it's going. Thank you. Goodbye. You know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. very short and yeah. simple, relaxed. Yeah, don't be sending them several texts and emails within that before that month is up like hey you know just checking what's going on yeah because sometimes stuff and this has happened to me and other people sometimes stuff gets pushed Mm -hmm. especially if the show is new if the show is new it's like oh we had to do another pass for this or this happened or this happened Mm -hmm. or this other thing happened yeah so it might not even affect you or your show or your test it's like Mm -hmm. things around the studio are going on Oh, yeah. Things are on hold. It's so funny. I, <laughs> I was working on BoJack. I did a test, I think. I got hired on BoJack in January. I had done a test for some other studio, I think in November, mm-hmm. maybe a month ago in June, June or July. I got feedback from that test I did. And yeah. I was like, what test? I don't even remember. It's like, oh, you know, it was some, you know, sorry, not at this time, but we're putting your yeah. stuff on file. It's like, I don't even know when I <laughs> submitted for that. Yeah, who are you? you know, yeah. Yeah, I got an email like that once because the person that was sending it out, they weren't sure who they had written back to and who they hadn't. Mm. And so just to be safe, 
they wrote back to everybody, which I actually appreciated quite yeah. a bit because to me, I felt like, oh, there's a really conscientious person that wants to make sure yeah. that they got. And she had actually gotten back to me like way before that. She's like, I'm just small check. I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's nice. <laughs> you know, because I think we've all had this experience too where you, you, you know, you apply for something or you test for something and it goes into a void. Yeah. Never to be heard from again. Yeah. You're like, I wonder what ever happened with that. So, yeah. Sometimes you know, it people, feels that way. Definitely. Sometimes that happens and it's not malicious. Mm-hmm. People are busy. Yeah. Things happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I'll show them. I won't email them back. It's like no recruiter is doing that. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So your next steps, you finished on BoJack. Stuff is complete. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, I, I wanted to ask you one other thing. I don't know if, if you can talk about this. You can. If you can, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But originally... You were slated to work for a month. It turned into an eight-month gig. <laughs> How did that happen? Are you allowed to talk about that? I don't know. I mean, they didn't tell to. me not to talk about it. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you were like, I'm there. We'll be there for a month. We're like, woo. And it's like, so how was it? Oh, I'm still here. Yeah. Great. Still here. It's like, cool. I got a parking spot. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. I think that was why I was super insecure at first, too, because, yeah, I think I was slated to be, it's like four or six weeks or whatever originally. And then when it started going past that, like a week past, I didn't talk to anyone, nor did I want to. I was just trying to keep my head down and like, well, if I was supposed to only work for six weeks then I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Because I was so afraid that they'd be like, wait a minute, this guy has been on seven weeks, what? Like, ax him. So, yeah, it just kept going and going. And then finally I did talk to someone like, hey, am I supposed to be there? And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. And then they gave me a new date, which got pushed over and over again, too, which was great. But, yeah, part of me, I never actually talk to anyone specifically about this but part of me thinks that it's probably one of those things where they say like your contract is for a month or whatever so that if you don't work out you know it'll be like okay your month is done and then they you know let you go and hire someone new so I think that may be what that was about I'm not sure but yeah that was another thing that kind of once I got past you know once I was there a few months I was like okay I guess I'm okay that <laughs> they're not going to get rid of me. But yeah, it was kind of funny, especially, you know, when I was looking at other work and stuff, like, do I take a chance and I'm only going to be on this a month? But of course I had to yeah. take that chance. It yeah. turned into almost a year. Yeah. 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 Like worked on the whole season. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm just like, if I stay here long enough, it's like that Seinfeld episode with Kramer where he's working in the pretzel shop or whatever I think for free or I don't know but where man if I just stay here long enough maybe they'll just think I belong here well, it's like Steven Spielberg I'll just keep showing up at Universal yeah. till they give me a job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're like Spielberg good right. job <laughs> well there was a time you know when I was coming to Nickelodeon to yeah. like hang out with you at lunch and then like you'd invite me to the holiday thing so I'm like maybe uh-huh. if I just take over one of these empty desks Dude, I, I'm not even kidding I used I'll to tell hired. people like I told one of our former <laughs> interns and she eventually got hired but one of the interns in one of the other shows she was like it's my last day and I'm like shh don't tell people that I was like just just keep just keep coming in every day keep sitting at a cube doing work and eventually they'll just pay and she goes Angela I don't think I'm allowed to do that I'm like shh and I just walked away from her <laughs> so I think I kind of scared her a little but she ended up getting hired full-time later on which was great nice. but yeah I don't I'm just a big advocate of just work Mm-hmm. And work and work and work and do good work and be a good person to be around. And then either you'll get extended or you'll get recommended for other things or people will remember you and they'll bring you back. Yeah. So because yeah. people people want to latch on to people that are doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And if that doesn't work out, just just show down up, in the queue. find an empty <laughs> and stay there. Stay there. Until, they're just like, how long? They always been there. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's, who are they? We don't know. They have a tent set up. They're like bringing food in. I think they live here now. Yeah. 
Yeah, do that. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's another way into the industry. Just hobo life? What are we talking about, dude? <laughs> just camp out until yeah. no, no one will know. Until they give you a job, yeah. Mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> we, we, we are not a legal podcast. No. <laughs> just, we should put like a disclaimer at the beginning of this. Yeah. Okay, so now I can ask you. So now that you've worked on BoJack, hugely successful adult animated show beloved by millions and you've gotten to see what that process is like what types of things do you want to work on now are you thinking hey you know what i really like adult animation i think i want to stay within this realm or is it more of hey just boarding in general whether it be for a show for preschool kids or six to twelve or independent stuff like do you have a preference now for the types of stories you want to tell or the types of shows you want to work on? I think so. I would like to stay in adult animation for right now, but I do like, say, that teen demographic as well. I'm not so much into the preschool. That doesn't really interest me, but, you know, right now I would take any boarding job. I think anything would be beneficial because I'm going to learn something regardless, and I just love boarding and drawing anyway. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe I would love preschool because I've never done it. So I don't really know. It just right now for me, it doesn't, you know, spark my creative juices or whatever. But yeah, I would like to do maybe, you know, sort of a Cartoon Network show would be great. If I would like to do, you know, more Netflix adult shows too. I think, you know, I have a couple things I'm developing myself that would fit in with Netflix or you know, I could age it down to Cartoon Network. And like, you know, a lot of the Nick shows are really cool too. And I like, I like action, but I've never, you know, I've drawn action sequences like in JetBot and stuff, but BoJack does not really have action sequences. <laughs> but they have I very pithy banter. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been watching Mau Mau and I love anime and all that stuff. So I do love action. So that might be something to kind of, Maybe I should try and beef up my skills or whatever while I have a little hiatus between jobs. But yeah. And now that I have relationships with people at Shadow Machine, I would love to pitch ideas with them and stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. That'd be cool. It was fun talking to you about BoJack because just seeing what they, you know, being on a 6 to 12 show, which is great. But, you know, it's 6 to 12 and it's a cable network. So there's certain things that obviously we can and can't do, which are good. Because I, I want that, you know, I want there to be parameters because yeah. this is for children. But the idea of being able to just, we could just have this. The characters can just say this. Yeah. They could just do this. It's fine. They're not wearing their seatbelts. Ha ha. Caution <laughs> to the wind. We could not do that, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, I guess that's, that's something I'm curious about, too. When you can do anything, how do you have that kind of restraint? And boarding so that it doesn't just go completely off the rails. I think the directors keep us reined in. You know, mm-hmm. like if something is not, if, if it's too much, they will let us know. Okay. Like there were a couple things. I mean, I never, I, you know, I pretty much knew how far we could take it. Mm-hmm. But even little things, when, like when I was first starting, what was it? There was a scene where I have a character flip off this other character, like a double flip off. And I was like, is this, you know, my director came over, I think it was Adam Parton. He was like, I was like, is this cool? Can we do? And he's like, come on, this is Bojack. (laughs) (laughs) We can flip off another character. Like, that's completely fine. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, but everything else. Yeah, I never ran into that. You know, you've gone too far. But, you know, I would self-censor, you know, I wasn't doing anything crazy. So I was just wondering, because I mean... (laughs) Because on ours, like I said, for good reason, like, we're not going to have, you know, no sh- no sharp objects, safety scissors, no mm-hmm. broken glass. It's very important because these are, they call it um, imitatable behavior. Yeah. You know, you don't want little kids doing things that, you know, are going to be unsafe, which is good. That is a good, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That is a, a very good thing, you oh, know? Yeah. And I just wonder what it's like just on the other side though. like we could just have them like murder someone in the face like what 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 are you doing oh yeah, yeah. i mean oh my god that uh, you do not want to imitate any of the behavior in i think that's the whole point it's like 
that's why one reason you love the show. You watch yeah. it's like this is a cautionary tale because yes. more multiple times an episode for every season mm-hmm. watching the show and just going, "Oh, no, don't do that." No, don't, no, don't do that. Oh, no, you did. Okay, well, now you, no, don't do that. That's oh, that's worse. Stop doing that. Oh, you that, just please. made it worse. Yeah. You made everything worse. And yeah. you just feel where it's just like, "Oh, these are this is what not to do. Yeah. This is how not to live. Is this it's, it's why it's such an enjoyable show, oh, but you're yeah. just like Deep yeah. down, I'm like, I just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's I what's really so brilliant do. about the show and the writing is that a lot of that bad behavior or things that so many of the characters do where you're like, oh, no, don't do that. On some level, you can kind of relate. Like, oh, totally. Oh, man, I can see why they did that. Yeah. Or it's like, I've done that. Yeah. You don't want to do. No. Oh, it's like, no. that's 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 the wrong choice. Yeah. It's the same with um. You ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, I love that they are, show. They are the exact, I love yeah. that show too. They're the exact same way. We're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, we're doing that now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> just run the bar. Just run the yeah. bar. That's all you have to do. You don't do anything else. Don't yeah. do any of these other things. Don't do a musical. <laughs> but then you love that musical, but you're like, oh, no. Don't do cocaine. Yeah. That, that is bad. a thing. Don't do cocaine, people. That that's not a good thing. Don't no. do that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh uh, yeah. D, don't do impressions, especially of other people and cultures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's such that's, a funny it's very, show. It's very cathartic. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the thing with Bojack too. It's very cathartic. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, you're like, oh, don't do that either, because you relate, because you have done it, or you know people have done it, or you watch it, and you're like. Well, at least whatever's going on, it's not that. Yeah. That's oh, bad yeah. news. Oh, man. You know? And, like, so much. <laughs> I ser- it, it really helped to go out to lunches with friends at work and, like, to I would watch Nick and Cartoon Network shows when I'd get home and stuff because when you're living with those characters, uh-huh. and season six, it's doozy, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, you are, like... Man, they start to get in your head, you know, because you're drawing these, you know, and boarding these scenes where, you know, characters that you love are doing, are depressed themselves or doing things that are not good for their, like, emotional well-being. And, yeah, you, you know, you have to get into the character and it starts Mm -hmm. to take a toll in your head. But, yeah. But the show's so good at balancing that with humor and, like, Mm -hmm. crazy stuff that... I mean, it's amazing to work on, but yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, <laughs> watch some Mau Mau. That <laughs> <laughs> reminds uh, me of when I used to work on a court reality show. Oh, yeah. And all day in the back office, they would just play other court reality shows. Oh, no. And then at lunch, they would play Forensics Files, which is just a dude who's a husband, boyfriend, or son murdering people, usually their wife or girlfriend. And I remember just coming home going like, all of humanity is just rotted away. What are we doing to each other? Why can't we just be kind? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it can get to you. Definitely. And we're doing a lot of stuff around the studio. Like people would bring in their switches and hook it up to the big screen. And we were playing, you know, Smash Brothers. My friend Megan brought in that cooking game, Overcooked, you know, where you're like going around kind of like Diner Dash making stuff. And it was just fun. We did Pokemon Go tournaments, which... I won two out of three. Hey! I was number one. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. I was <laughs> the best like no one ever was. <laughs> and then and we just do silly things. And I think it was just, you need, you need to bring in some levity and stuff and just make a fun work environment. It was oh, so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's good. That, that's good to end it on. It's like, you work on a show, you do a good job on the show. You are not the show. Right. It is... It's own other thing, so it's good to have that healthy balance of getting in the heads of the characters and then getting out of the heads of the characters mm-hmm. and continuing on. Yeah, yeah. But it is, I mean, getting into their heads is fun too, mm-hmm. you know, because you can bring out that acting and like, yeah. it's just cool. Because you do want to, it's so funny, you just want to find new ways to express an emotion or take like, do something with the acting that you don't want to do something that's already been done a lot of the times, mm-hmm. you know, especially even if it's just two people talking, you want to do something. And there are little 
things that I boarded that may, we got to see a bunch of the shows with mostly finished animation where I was like, yes, they, that got it. Like that, they kept that <laughs> just a little character tick or whatever that was just really cool to see. And just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's awesome. You Yay. know, they brought that. Yeah. So, uh, so fun. Yes. Definitely worth all the blood, sweat, and tears to get there. Yeah. Very cool. Excited to see the season when they announce it. When it comes out, that'll be super fun. Yes. If you're looking for your name in the credits, you're yeah. like, I know that Woo! guy. Yeah. That dude. And then once it comes out, you can tell us which parts you Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get more into it. Once I'll, it's out. I'll tell you, like, that little tick, that, was, <laughs> that little thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little shoulder move, that was all me. <laughs> Because it is things uh, like should. that. It's little things that it's just like no one would even notice. I was like, yeah, I put that in there. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Jeff, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Always fun being on the show. Yeah. Like, but it was so fun talking to you. Especially fun getting to ask you all these questions yeah. and getting to interview you. And yeah. Hear about your story and what's going on. Yeah, it was cool being on this side of the mic again. Like, you know, being the interviewee. It's like. Yeah, such a different, you know, <laughs> more intimidating, but, oh, you know, hopefully not with too you, no, because it's like we're friends, but yeah, it is different. It's like, oh, I'm going to ask myself a question. <laughs> self? What did I yeah. think? Well, self, I felt like this. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> what did you think about, yeah, no, this was fun, and yeah, a fun way to, like, get back into the whole animated journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... If you guys have enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to leave a positive review in iTunes. Leave us five stars. We love that. Leave us comments. We love reading your comments about the show, how it's helped you out, what you like about it. That just gives us so much pride and just makes us feel so good. And And if you have any questions, let us know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything we haven't covered today or anything you want to know, Mm -hmm. just let us know. We like answering questions questions especially Mm -hmm. from students or if you're from i get a lot of questions especially from people that are students and also from out of state Mm. so if you're out of state out of country you know if we don't have the answer we will do our best to point you in the right direction because there's a lot of people in this industry you've been working here a very long time and they also have very good resources and we have other podcasting friends that know a lot of different things but yeah this is for you guys and i just want to make this announcement too i know this is a little bit heavier, but this is our final season of the show at the end of December. That you know, we will be wrapping up the animated journey. It's been a lot of fun being with you guys, it's been a lot of fun interviewing everybody and bringing people onto the show. And we've gotten to meet a lot of you in person at random events, which is always fun, and also on the internet. And honestly, I do really like meeting people at random events. That's always really fun. You know, we'll be talking and people will come up and be like, do you guys do this? And we're like, yeah. They're like, hey. So that's always like yeah, kind of wild, actually. Where we're talking and they're like, just from the sound of our voices, they're yeah. like, hey, are you two from Animated Journey? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool getting to meet you guys in person and hearing your stories about school or where you're working or where you want to work. So thank you so much. We would not have lasted this long without you guys and it means a lot and i'm glad that we've been able to shed some light on things answer questions let you guys know how conventions work and la works and try to be you know a light out there for all of you working really hard and you know you're really grinding trying to get in so keep going we did it and it was super hard but you guys we're telling you that because we know that you can do it too Mm -hmm. so we'll have a you know we'll have more episodes up until december So yeah, so just wanted to let you guys know and throw that out there. And, you know, if you want to contact us, you can email contact at theanimatedjourney.com. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash theanimatedjourney. On Twitter, it's at animjourney. On Instagram, it's at animjourney. On Tumblr, it's animatedjourney.tumblr.com. So shoot us a line. So, Jeff, where can people find you? People can find me at Shootzee, S-H-O-O-T-Z-E-E, on Instagram. They can find me at JeffBot, with one F, J-E-F-B-O-T, on Twitter. And 
Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm rusty. <laughs> oh, and you can find me at jeffbot.com to see my webcomic and just, you know, I try and put updates on there. You should read it, especially all the ones featuring Christmas Bat. Oh, yes. Those are Christmas Bat and the Crazy Scarf yes. are some of my personal favorites. Yes. And depending on how much time I have, hopefully I'm going to be able to... I think I just need to do like 50 more strips and I can wrap up the whole webcomic. I think I'll be at 600 Oh my gosh. Strips. Yeah, and then I can publish my third book, Woo! put it in a slipcase, package it, oh, say, be so fancy. here it is, the so whole fancy. saga. Yeah. I like how you said, I just have 50 strips. I know. No big deal. It's like, whoa, those are, yeah. that's some people, that's, that's the run. Yeah, yeah. Six, that's impressive, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Six hundred comic strips and it's gone from like you know four panel strips to now they're like full page almost epic action epic action sequences yeah so but if i can get it done before next comic-con then i'll have it at the booth but that means i'd have to do more than one per week for the next 11 months or whatever. I foresee 5 a.m. in your future. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Uh, so we'll see if I can get that Do done. what you can. Yeah. Do what you can. It'll be out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will yeah. put it on my social media if I can get it done. So right. look for it there. But where can people find you and your work, Angela? People can find me at www.sketchysoul.com. On Tumblr, it's sketchysoul.tumblr.com. On Instagram, it's at sketchysoul. And I'm technically on Twitter. I just don't use it very often. It's at sketchysoul. So I say that because I I went back on Twitter for the first time in two months and it'd been a minute. So the website and where I have contact info listed on that and Instagram, if you want a response that's not two months old, I recommend those two first. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, Twitter is mostly I'm lurking and just looking at really cool art and completely avoiding all hot topic. Mm -hmm. And not the store, but just like hot take political. No, that's not Twitter (laughs) for me. It's just pretty Uh, pictures and cats. That's all mm -hmm. I want to see. Yeah, it's the best way to keep saying it. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So without further ado, thank you again to Jeff. For being on the show. And next time we will have another fabulous guest. Fabulous? Fabulous guest. I might just keep that in. (laughs) Until then, be encouraged and have a great day, everybody.